I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything! Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Hark, what light through yonder window breaks. This is John Helps You Write Better, and I'm John, so let's go write better. I don't want this to be a finger wag. I don't want this to be like a scolding. I don't want to be the guy who's like telling you that I'm not angry. I'm just really disappointed. Like I, I don't, I don't want to do any of that. That's that's not what this is. Call this instead uh, a gentle reminder. Call this instead a a polite tap on the arm and a little like shrug and a kind word whispered to you. And let's be really clear about what I'm talking about. Hey, your reader isn't stupid. You don't have to treat them that way. And here's where this is coming from. There are some writers, in an effort to get across whatever they're getting across, do so in a tone of voice, do so in a sentence construction, do so in a writing style where they are over-explaining, they are condescending, they are like hyper pedantic they are overwriting meaning they're giving so many details and giving so much clarification that the reader has no choice but to look at this and feel like they're not understanding it or feel like the author thinks they won't get it unless the author continues to sort of talk over them and around them and through them and lay out however many steps and however many things, making them feel stupid. Your reader's not stupid. Even if this is the first book of yours they've read, this is not the first book they've encountered. This is not the first time they've engaged with a story. That's, that's ages ago. You missed that boat. They're not stupid. When I talk about this, a lot of writers get really defensive because they think I'm attacking their writing as writing, that I'm attacking their idea, that I'm attacking their, you know, substance of their conversation or, or their, their argument or whatever they're making. And I'm not. That's a separate kettle of fish. We're going to deal with that in a second. But for right now, I'm attacking how they're communicating to their readership. You need to be really careful. You need to be really judicious when it comes to expressing yourself to your reader. This doesn't mean you have to swing the pendulum the other way and instead of writing a bajillion words, you need to try and write like as few as possible. That's not this. This is a matter of understanding that if you express a thing and it's it's clear and you don't feel the need to like over explain and over detail things just because you think it was clear the first time, it's probably clear. Trusting your reader and thinking they're not stupid and treating them as not stupid means in some part you're also trusting yourself. You are trusting yourself that the idea in your head is an idea you can clearly and easily communicate in a way that puts that same idea more or less within like an 80, 85, 90% range in the head of somebody else. It doesn't need to be specific. There's not going to be some final exam at the end of your book where the reader has to like regurgitate the exact specifics as to the number of rumples in a bed sheet 
or the number of moons orbiting Gamma Delta 2 or, you know, the exact way the magic system works in your fantasy novel. There's no test. You don't have to be so rigorous in your explanations that the reader has to juggle all these different things and have note cards and quiz themselves to make sure they're really getting everything. This isn't about writing and communicating to a reader in a way that has like a tremendous uh, 100% achievement. Like you don't need a speed run through the book. You don't need a, a hyper completion run either. Dumping all the volume of stuff you have. Most authors do it because they want to demonstrate how well they've written. Look how creative I've been. Look at all this stuff I've got done. Look at how much I thought of. Aren't I cool? Isn't it cool that I made this and this and this and that? And it is very cool. Nobody's saying otherwise. Nobody's diminishing the value of your work. Nobody's saying it's not good enough. What I'm saying is, or what anybody is saying is, hey, it's already good enough. You don't have to try so hard. You don't have to assume the reader is some kind of skittish animal and at the first sign of trouble, they're bolting away because, oh my God, I said one word too many no matter what that word is. They're not. They're not looking for reasons to run. They are looking for confirmation to stay. And how you relate to them and how you communicate to them, not what you communicate, but how you communicate is what's going to keep them around. They'll stick around for a lot of what if you keep the how, you know, well organized and in check. It's all right. You have a lot more flexibility than you may think. That's important. You can take your time. You don't have to info dump and monologue all the damn time every chance you can. You don't need to. The reader has read books before. They understand what, you know, maybe not the exact nature of this specific plot twist, but they've probably read books with plot twists before. You don't need to hyper-explain the way the Jeffrey's tube works. You don't need to like go into great detail about the Metachlorians or the different racial species monstrosity thing over there. You don't. You can. It's not bad that you do. But you, you can't assume that the reader has never encountered fiction before. And you can't assume that the reader isn't going to understand you either from a position of you're not going to understand your masterful genius and give you enough validation or because, you know, they're not dumb and you're good enough and you don't have to keep impressing them. Your reader, whomever they might be, wherever they are, they want to like you. They want to like your book. They want to enjoy it. You can facilitate that enjoyment. You can encourage them to enjoy it by not making such a big goddamn deal about trying so hard to explain things. It doesn't need hyper-explaining. No one is asking the exact position of everybody's toes or everybody's salad fork all the time. I'm not saying you need to totally skim over and just shorthand everything down to they had dinner when the dinner itself is supposed to be this monumental accomplishment or this big tense moment. But the smaller, less important stuff, it's okay if you breeze over that with less detail than the big critical stuff. Likewise, 
sometimes it's going to be okay to spend a lot of time on the little stuff because it's interesting or because it, it, it suggests or evokes something. Learning that balance and learning that no matter how you express what you're expressing, the reader's going to stick around is a big damn deal. And it's a huge part of understanding that your writer-reader relationship is built on a level of mutual trust. And when you trust the other person, you try not to treat them as stupid. I know that sounds kind of obvious to a lot of folks, but you would be surprised the number of times writers write something and it, they don't even stop to think about how it comes across because they're, they're kind of too caught up on this whole idea of what they're saying and does it put enough of a picture in the reader's head. Yes, putting a picture in the reader's head, important. Nobody's denying that. But what I'm saying is not everything needs to be pictured to the same degree. You don't need to labor that much to get the idea across. They won't need to labor so much to try to remember all the facts. Everybody can get in and out with a book. Everybody can understand. Everybody's just looking for the same thing, a connection to another person. They're not stupid. They've read things before. Now, yes, yes, let's just clear this up before we get out of here. It is possible they will read your murder mystery and well before the climax of the story know who the killer is. That's not a sign of your bad writing. That's a sign of them being very savvy and very aware of mystery construction. Some people will look at a show and figure out the secret plot twist. Some people will read a poem and understand the theme in the first sentence. Some people are just like that. That's not your fault. You don't have to try and get one over on the reader or try so hard to explain to them or like deceive them or impress them or anything like that. Some people are just going to get it because they're smart, because they're exposed to a lot of material, because they see things coming, because they can put two and two together. That's okay. That's all right. When we talk about something like you have to do something new in writing, that doesn't mean you have to like reinvent the wheel, let's say. It doesn't mean you have to like go out of your way to try and come up with a new thing that no one's ever thought of before because we've been around for many, 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 many years and we've been telling stories for many, many, many years. Chances are somebody's thought of this at some point in some way, shape, or form. There is really nothing new under the sun, and that's okay. That's really okay. It doesn't matter if it's new or not. The newness of a thought doesn't make it more precious. What makes it special, what makes it unique, what makes it viable, and what demonstrates to the reader that you don't think they're stupid, and you're trying to you know, demonstrate how creative you are, is how well you wield things, how well you recontextualize things, how well you put together things that have already existed, but not necessarily been combined in a particular way you're combining it, and understanding that, being able to do that, being able to express yourself that way, that's what helps a reader feel like this author doesn't treat me as stupid. There's a difference between treating them like a child where you talk down to them and treating them as though they're somebody who just doesn't know the story until you tell them. It's a big difference. It's an important difference. And it's definitely a thing for you to think about today. I'll talk to you tomorrow.